0: What on earth is that? It's a Journey Into Comics Network
1: production!
2: Yo, what up, y'all? So, like, (laughs) I've been watching Ancient Aliens on Hulu. (laughs) Which, fucking sick <laughs> you know, it's time, every every time they have a question like about aliens or whatever they're like um, could it be that this happened and they go ancient astronaut uh, theorists say yes and I'm like what the fuck is an ancient astronaut I, theorist I, Tom DeLong probably I'm trying to be that so I've been watching that and like it, I watch it and it, it hurts my brain to go for more than like an hour at a time Sure. so I can't like uh, I can't watch more than one like I have to watch one episode and then like not like I can't binge it It kind of sucks that I like it a lot but I feel that So anyways we're here in the pod network in the age of technology Solid. yeah in the age of technology in the inter- internet and uh, we're gonna talk about some uh, some music as as per the course of this podcast. Sure. Well, uh, the topic I kind of came up with on the fly is talking about listening to music on different forms of medium, like vinyl, cassette, CD versus Spotify, even live, and collecting music, physical music, and the reason I kind of brought that up is I, I see a lot of people talking about like, oh yeah, like it sounds better on vinyl, or then there's a bunch of people who spend a ton of money on vinyl and they just hang it on the wall. Sure. So there's a, like, there's a lot to cover here, and there's no really wrong answer. No, it's it's
1: it's incredibly subjective, and like I feel like, music can sound better when you're listening to it on a record. But if you have like just a turntable and like some normal ass speakers, it's not going to sound any different than a digital thing. Like you have to have like a full ass, really nice, two powered hi fi system to really, yeah, get that whole thing. I
2: definitely agree that like, it's not going to be like, oh yeah, I have a, uh, you know, what is the the Crosley that they sell at the mall for fifty bucks.
1: Yeah, I'm like, yeah, so these records you're saying sound so much better. There's no fucking um, difference. They probably sound shittier. It
2: might be more fun or a different experience, though. Still. It's
1: definitely a different experience for sure, because it's like you put a record on, you sit down, you're gonna listen to the whole ass thing.
2: It's cool. I, I feel like that's what Spotify's kind of ruined for most part is not ruined, but like you know, nobody listens to albums front to back anymore except dorks like us. It's true. You know, people listen to because well, daily mix is like that. People don't even like fault. they just go on their mix, and it's like, oh, this is what I listen to.
1: I go like at work and stuff. I'll usually start my day with a daily mix just to see what's on it, and I have like five or six of them that they give me every morning, and it's the same shit on every fucking one, every day.
2: <laughs> so mine are weird. So I'm
1: either Sp- Spotify sucks at putting mixes together, or I listen to like six bands. I can't figure out which Probably one. Probably the latter. It is. It's, it's only like lag wagon and like R. Kelly. <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> tight. <nakedness>. <laughs> I don't
1: know. R. Kelly's not fucking tight. R. Kelly's garbage as fuck. Like the worst person of all time. But like his music is so fucking tight.
2: Same can be said for so many artists. It's kind of insane. That's
1: a he's different. He's like the hardest one that I have a, like trouble like not listening to because he's so sick. Um.
2: That That's a different conversation, though. True. Um. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't really listen to Daily Mixes a lot, because usually I have something pretty specific I want to hear. Um. Sure. And then I get sucked in. Like, I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to listen to this one song that's in my head, and then it's like the fifth track on an album. And then I'm like, well, now nah, I'm listening to this I whole I check mine
0: out when I'm, like, bored. like Or just aimlessly, like, I don't know what I want to listen to, and your Daily Mix 1's mm-hmm. normally, like, the same five songs you play anyways and it was something all right cool and uh i actually got lucky enough to find like stuff i haven't heard before that i was like oh this is actually sick but it rarely happens it's normally like run-of-the-mill stuff you know
2: you, you guys want to hear something right. oh sorry go keep going
0: Nah, that's all i'd say i mean it the, well, the weird thing about it was it was like i found in like a EP of an artist that I really like But he has like Three different Spotify profiles For some reason uh, Who, You know what? Spooky Black Who? A.K.A. Corbin So there's Absolutely Spooky, Black, Spooky Black and then Black's then there's Corbin, And there's one under his full name I, don't, I can't remember his last name And it's just like It's an EP of like Mourn outtakes And uh, like him playing acoustic guitar With like drums and shit
2: It's really cool That
1: That is cool. That's cool.
2: I mean, I feel like there's artists that do that because they want to have separate entities to their different music.
1: Um, Like, Young Lean has more than one Spotify account.
2: Something, this is kind of off topic, but it's on topic, but it's not about Spotify, but you guys made me think of this, it's really funny, is because people used to make albums to listen to in succession because that's how vinyl works and stuff. When CDs came out... Uh, Prince has a record where he got really pissed off And made it all one track mastered So you had to listen to it in order uh, But then when That's fucking tight But when <laughs> iTunes came out It was like 99 cents for the whole album Because it was only one track
1: Bet he didn't plan that
2: Nope <laughs> So I just thought that was really funny is like you, That kind of shows you people's mentality you know, Yeah those situations.
1: still True True I used to put, like, when I put out, like, beat stuff, I used to put it out as a bunch of, like, like seven or eight different tracks, but now I put them all as one, like, 15, 20-minute track. So,
2: I, here's what I like about that and what I don't like about that. When you send me beats and I want to, uh, like, know how, like, where they break up, I can't tell, like, unless I listen to it, but when I, like, sure. if I'm just listening to it, I love that because if I'm, like, chilling and I'm doing something and I have that on and it, ch- it kind of just changes, I'm like, this is sick because you're just kind of having, it, it's, like,
1: you listen to that when you're chilling, that's cool Like
2: some, I put on different music, sometimes when I'm doing stuff Like I'm washing dishes or like I'm cooking I like podcasts sure. Or I like music like instrumentals Cool Because sometimes if I put something on that I'm like That's another thing too, It's like when you listen to full records like I will put on Thrice Or something that I love And like, you know, I'll air drum the whole thing Or sing the, or mouth the whole thing Because I know it And I'm like, can't pay attention to anything else Because I'm so sucked in
1: Sure, I get that. So sometimes
2: I like something where I'm like, I'm like more or less listening, actually like actively listening to it. So like your beats I'll do that with, or like a podcast, like when like they're taught, people are talking because it's like, I feel like I my brain shuts down when I know something front to back and I just kind of go into jam mode, if that makes sense. Sure. So that's why I like vinyl too, is because like I'll, I'll actively listen to stuff a little bit differently because I have to put it on and you have to flip it and then.
1: You know. Yeah, I used to, like, heavily, heavily, heavily collect records, uh, and then one, I you, I probably told you this story before, I was moving from Pilsen to Albany Park, or actually, I might have been moving to Logan Square to Pilsen, I don't remember, it was so long ago, uh, and my, I had, like, a crate of records in the back of a truck, and then the tailgate fell open, Holy and all shit. my records went all, all over the highway, like... Two hundred and fifty records what went all over the highway, and my god. I look back and I'm like, "Fuck it, I don't, I don't fucking care enough to go get them. Just keep going. Fuck this." I was so mad. I'm still mad.
2: Oh my god, is that a bummer? I would have thrown myself off I the had some highway. F-
1: so, so much sick shit, and then I—that sucks. I hate thinking about that. That sucks god so damn bad. It. Um, And
2: that's and one of the things that sucks about that, even even though it's like. Sometimes it's just personal stuff that you love. It sucks because vinyl's really expensive, even if it's not rare.
1: For sure. Like, you can go buy... I guess, like... What's the most common way to buy an album now? Like, online, somewhere, like, digitally? Uh, I would assume. So, say, like, a band... Like, um... You go to buy the new Neck Deep album, and you buy, like, a digital copy of it. It's gonna be, what, well, like, $10 at the absolute most? Yeah. And you go to where would you buy that? like urban outfitters or some shit like their exclusive colorway like that have there 27.99 It's going to be like 28 bucks, yeah. yeah. Where, where that's where fucking wild. From? I mean it's There's way you're getting way more shit like you're getting something tangible that's fucking huge.
2: Here's here's something that uh, I told Steve the other day and in regards to that. So think about how cheap CDs are. I have a copy of, Enema of the state and a copy of Dude Ranch in my car that I bought for my car just when I need a CD. Because sure. Fye had them on sale, brand new, not used. And Enema of the State was four ninety nine, and Dude Ranch was three ninety nine. And Solid. I also have the uh, Red Cross original Enema of the State CD, where she's got the cross on her hat. Oh, because they took that off because the Red Cross got pissed. Sure. Well, that's a really rare CD, but it, it's valued at about twenty dollars. It's not like, you know, that rare. It's rare, but it's just people don't care about CDs because new, it's five bucks. Well, I have Emma uh, the state on vinyl, a bunch of copies, and they you know they go for sixty bucks, a hundred bucks, hundred and twenty bucks. Like, it's wild how the collectability of vinyl, or even I have cassettes like that, you know, and and the CD, it's like this is this rare CD and it's twenty dollars. You know, right. it's weird. I don't know. It's it's I, th- I think though that, that's why people are starting to buy physical music again. Yeah, could be. Although I did sell a CD yesterday. For a lot of money,
1: <laughs> cool. That real Fri- what CD that, was it? that real
2: friends CD. You
1: sold that for a lot of money. I sold it
2: for fifty dollars.
1: Shout, <laughs> Shout out, out Dave, Dave Gomez. Gomez. So, not to, I don't know <laughs>
2: normally disclose that kind of stuff, but um basically no,
1: but that's that's like a big deal, and it's just like a four song EP, like their first thing they did. Yeah,
2: so I have I have two real friends. Well, now I have one. I had two real friends CDs, and it's the first and the second one. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I'm the guy who goes to, I used to go to a lot Stiff. of local shows when they existed, and I would buy CDs from bands, t-shirts. I mean, you, you've seen old pictures where I have Caraway and Fastest Kid Alive and all these.
1: Shout out Caraway, Yeah, yeah, yeah Car- absolutely. Car- Car- Caraway was awesome. Caraway was
2: actually really good. But um, I used to do that, and I went to Real Friends. I saw them. Do you remember? You were probably there. That show at um, in Lowell with Asteria and Ethel that they played? At, at DC. Yeah. I was absolutely there. Okay, that was maybe like, from what I've heard, that was like their second show or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, not like, oh my god, they're great, but I was like, oh, like they have their shit together, they sound good, they're a pop punk band, I'm gonna buy their CD. I didn't really wanna buy merch, I think they had a shirt or two, but I was like, I'm gonna buy the CD. It was like five bucks. But then um, I had it online, so I never opened the CD. Sure. Or I may have bought two, so if I can find another copy of that, I can probably sell another. But I have—I had have a sealed copy of it, and then later on in early twenty twelve, when they did the next CD, I have that. It's opened, but it's like brand new, not played. I have a copy of that, um, that's before they were on a label. It's like the original self released one. Yeah. But the first EP, they have only four members listed. So there's one guitar player, an old drummer. And I'm not really into their band that much. So I just had these laying around. And I'm like, I'm going to list this at 50 bucks Because I went on the internet and nobody has them. And if somebody offers me 25 or $30, i will probably take it. Because I just want to make a few bucks. And also, I don't want to rip anybody off. But it is rare. And I want to get it to somebody who gives a shit.
1: It is rare. And like when... I don't think they're broken up. But like when they were... Like when like this peak huge crazy band... Like, they were really, 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 really fucking big. So their first EP still sealed. Like, people are not going to well, want that. Well, some
2: girl, as soon as I bought it, like, 10 minutes, or as soon as I listed it on my Depop, I listed it, I was going to list it on my Discogs, too, but I did Depop first because it's easier. I usually do both, and once it sells, I take it off the other one. Because I sell all kind of shit. And this girl bought it, like, right away, and I, I sent it out. That's why I had to go to the post office today, because it was kind of too late when, when she bought it. And I sent it out, Excuse and me. I was like yo know, bless up, Steve! You know, I made sure to pack it really nice and get insurance and all this, but I was just like, "Yo, like, I did not expect her to just not even because people shoot me off, or, people lowball me on everything.
1: Like, she didn't even make an offer; she just went full she asking price at fifty bucks.
2: Yeah,
1: and I told her like, I bet it was, I, I bet it was Dave Gomez. You no,
2: know, it was a, it was a nice, uh, <laughs> nice young lady from Pennsylvania, according to. According to her profile, and you know she's very friendly. I told her thank you, and I appreciate that's going to someone who who care. But I was just like, wow, like. But then again, I've done that with bands that I love. Sure, but that's why the most I'm ever gonna get for a CD, and but the reason like is- I'm in a. I was just going to say, Go the ahead, reason, it's it's interesting, though, because like she probably read it, and I put, hey, like I have this sealed. Here's the pictures, but I put, I bought this at a local show in August 2011. For somebody to say I went to a, lo- a local real friend show in 2011, that's probably absurd to somebody that's in a different state. That's absurd
1: to me now. Yeah. True, because in 2011, you were like, <laughs> yes.
0: three. I was 15. <laughs> But it's just like it's just crazy to think of. Uh, Fair enough. Like I always heard the name and knew about them, but like literally two years later, they were like, well, maybe three years later,
1: they got really, really, really fucking big, I'm saying, super fast. Because yeah, Tumblr, we
0: had the, we had the conversation. It was because of the Tumblr. like, you couldn't log in without seeing, uh, like the three things you would see, was. Bony, bony knees and sleepless nights. Was that what what the the phrase was? Uh, sleepy eyes. Sleepy right. eyes. I'm of empty days and sleepless nights by Defeater. Great record. um oh, yeah. I fucking
1: uh, love Defeater so much. That fucking man, the, the overboard, man gun. overboard gun. <laughs> no, Yo, I saying, yeah. You you'd Yo, see, you'd see like, the red uh,
0: basement hoodie and then uh, an expired beanie and then like the the man overboard gun. I forgot about the man overboard gun
2: in the political uh, that shit was everywhere. In the political like crisis kind of we're in in this in this year and like all the shit that's going on in the world like that shirt would not fly probably because people would be like you're disrespecting actual shit.
0: No, it's uh it's one of them ones where it's like reflecting the second amendment to defend
1: pop punk.
2: Or some or some dude named Brent would be like this is tight.
1: Oh cool it has got a fucking AK on it. What's all, uh, Oh, this music's fucking for chicks, but <laughs> nice guns done. tight.
2: <laughs> nice anyway, line, bro. Uh, I,
0: I'll segue I'll segue into <laughs> asking you guys guns. Uh, some, some questions We're on the topic of physical music um, We could do vinyl and CD Or cassette or whatever but like, We'll start with vinyl Do you guys remember the first vinyl record That you ever purchased?
1: With yeah. my own or money? I not
0: even say own money Just remember you getting a vinyl record for the first time um, It could have been a gift Because mine was my first one was a gift
1: it was um, my j- junior year of high school. So it was like 1996. No, it was like 2006 or five. I got a copy of Hell Mutiny yeah. by Set Your Goals.
2: Damn.
1: And uh, that same day, I also got a copy of Illusion to okay. Safety. Oh. And man. I really fucking wish I still had it. Um,
2: so for me... In 2009, because um, we had vinyl at the house, like, my, my grandpa, like, put out records, and we had his records, and my parents gave me all kind of vinyl from the 70s and 80s, sure. but I never, like, had my own, and I was not, like, uninterested, it just, there was a long time where it wasn't practical, and they weren't, like, you couldn't go to the mall and get it for a long time. You know what I mean? True.
1: So it's, it, like, one it's, of the only things you can buy at the mall now.
2: Well, right, but th- that's actually a really good point, but the uh, the thing about it is bands weren't pressing vinyl. No So not a lot So anyways
1: No they talk about that In in Wayne's World At one point Like Cassandra's talking About her record And like oh They tell me my record Will never be out on vinyl Isn't that crazy It's like oh Weird that someone Said that in the 90s yeah. But Because uh, if there was Like Crucial Taunt Vinyl now I'd buy the shit oh, yeah. out of it
2: But um, my first record I bought two At the same day So I went to Hot Topic With my one of my friends We were at the mall And this is 2009 And they started When Blink got back together They started doing Everything on vinyl and sure. Hot Topic did not have Blink stuff the whole time they were broken up, like anything. They had, was Plus 44 and Angels and Airwaves, that's it. So I was super stoked because I went in there and they had um, Dude Ranch on vinyl and Buddha, and I bought both of them, and I still have them. Buddha's a picture disc, and Dude Ranch is, um, I have a bunch of copies. Is it half
1: brown, half blue?
2: No, it's uh, the first Hot Topic one they ever did, it's like see-through orange. Sick. And I have now I have multiple copies of, of all the old Blink stuff. I have an original ninety seven Dude Ranch and original I have a ninety eight Buddha when Kung Fu the when the Vandals record uh, label did it. And oh, it's wow. got the catalog and stuff in black. It's cool. I my Blink collection's pretty pretty solid, but those two are really special to me because I just kinda of went out on a limb, like, oh cool, and then it kinda became like a Do you
1: have every Blink album? Uh full length yeah. yeah, I have. Uh, you have nine even. Yeah,
2: I have them Ooh. all. On, I have all of them on uh, vinyl and CD, and then I have most of them on cassette.
1: What was the first CD you ever had?
2: <laughs> I don't remember what the first CD I ever had was because I, when I was really young in the nineties, I actually had a Walkman before I had a Discman. Like
1: I absolutely, I, I had a Walkman too because when I when I was really young, like when I was like. Five, six, and I had yeah. it was, like, listening to music. Like, that's what cassettes existed. Yeah. It was, like, 1992 and shit. So I
2: had tapes. So, like... Um, I had hella tapes. But uh, for CDs, I got... I remember for Christmas, my first, like, Discman was, like, a black... Just, like, a black, like, 90s-looking, you know, solid black with the headphones. And then I drilled through those. I had all kinds. But um I had a lot of, like, the boy band stuff at the time. I remember getting a Britney Spears CD for Christmas, like, her first one when it was new. But uh, the first Work. the first thing I remember spending my own money on because my mom and dad were really cool and bought me a lot of my like blink records and stuff. The first thing I remember buying is Simple Plans for a CD. Oh, right on. So, and that may not be the first one, but it's the first one I remember because I was really like getting into pop punk like Good Charlotte. This was like 2002. So, I was like 10. Sure. And like if I started earning money one way or another, if I had birthday money or Christmas money, I remember that was like one of those bands where I was like holy shit this is this is sick and I still have that
1: Before I stopped like when I got my first Walkman so like I or Discman not Walkman um I had like hella cassettes for like 5 years probably and then when I got a Walkman and started getting CDs I think my first CD was um Razorblade Suitcase from Bush <laughs> and um, I got two CDs that day and I can't remember what the other one was eh. Oh License to Ill from the No, yeah, license, no. Beastie Boys Ill, Ill Communication from the Beastie Boys not License Sick. to Ill um, so Ill Communication and Bush were my first CDs
2: I uh, actually it's kind of funny speaking of Walkmans and tapes so, my parents have, like, these, um, wooden things that, like... They're, like, tape storage shelves, I guess. And they fit, like, a hundred tapes. They have a whole bunch from all their old shit.
1: So they're, like, they're tall and they span and shit?
2: No, they're, like, flat. I don't know how to describe them, but basically, any of my old tapes, if we still have them, are probably in storage with my parents. But, it's funny, I found one when we moved. I had, uh, a, a, in my old house, I had a, uh like an old stereo with two tapes and then
1: one cd like you remember those i absolutely had that yeah I used to like rip shit off the radio and stuff and I,
2: I didn't use the cassette for years and years and years because i just that wasn't relevant and sure. when we moved this is like eight or nine years ago but i, I pulled this out and i still have it so i have all my uh go? i have all my i have all my cassettes that i have like Recently, but then there was a Backstreet Boys Millennium in the.
1: Yo, and it's funny because which one? Which Millenniums are second record? Yeah, right. Yeah, with with like I'll be the one and shit I want on it that way and stuff. So that
2: CD I got when it came out, I had the CD too. So I don't know if like I got the tape first and then got the CD, or if somebody gave me this as a gift. But I had both, and then I had because I remember. It- <sighs> I remember by two thousand, I was totally CD because I remember my mom taking me after school the day No Strings Attached came out and she bought it for me.
1: Yo, I remember that. I remember the I CD it Co- itself was like Coconuts Music, yellow out. and dark red, like a Target looking pattern on it. Was cool. Yeah, I remember
2: that, and I don't have. I, I have it maybe somewhere, but I don't know where it's at. But um, that I got at Coconuts Music, like most of my other stuff. Dude,
1: Coconuts was fucking tight. And I think
2: my mom took me there a lot because instead of going to the one that was in the mall... What was that store called? C- Camelot or something?
1: And there was... Uh, back in the day, the mall had a shit ton of CD but, stores. But, like, you remember there was one uh, there... downstairs
2: with all the neon?
1: Yeah, that was Camelot, I think. It was,
2: think... It was something, but the... Uh, I think she didn't want to take a uh, like an 8-year-old into the mall when it's busy... So she would go, like, let's go to the standalone store. And I I loved coconuts. I got videos there. I got CDs.
1: That's the one that's, like, where, like...
2: It's like a bank now.
1: It's, like, next to the McDonald's by Guitar Center. I'm pretty sure that's where Chase is now. That's Chase. That's so fucking lame. I know. (laughs) That it's a fucking Chase now. I know.
2: I used to go there to buy DMX CDs, and now it's a fucking bank.
1: I swear on Christ, I got a DMX CD from that coconuts one time.
2: Yeah. I used to, like, uh... (laughs) Listen fucking to fucking love DMX. I used to, like, listen to the radio and then, like, write down the name of the songs I liked. I, like, I would tape up, like, tape the radio. And then I would go into Coconuts and I would be like, okay, I gotta find this artist. And then I would go through their CDs and be like, okay, this is the one that has the song I like. I'm gonna buy this CD. And then if I liked them, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go buy more records by them. And I used to... My parents were cool and would let me get CDs all the time. And I had a lot... I had fucking been collecting music for years. That's probably why I still like buying vinyl and CDs because I'm, like, attached to actually... Having physical music, it's like nostalgic.
1: I remember when I was, let's see, it was 1993, so I was five, I think maybe. I was
2: one, so you were probably you were probably five or six. I
1: was five. Uh, I think I was. It was summertime, so I think I was five. Okay. Um, my neighbor, my neighbor, like two houses down, who was a couple years older than me, he actually plays guitar in that metalcore band that Chris Plants in. Oh, word. Um,
2: shout out Chris. He Bart. got
1: a copy. Shout out Chris Plant. Well, no big fuck big Chris Plant. Big vinyl guy, Chris Plant. <laughs> big vinyl and guy. Friend of, big, uh, friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod, Bales on the Pod. <laughs> Punk ass.
2: <laughs> Shout out.
1: <laughs> Shout out Chris though in all seriousness. Um that guy got a copy of Kerplunk on cassette from the library. Holy shit. And he dubbed a copy of it on like this dual deck thing and gave it to me. So my very first exposure to any kind of music on my own, like without any influence from my parents or anyone in my family, was a dubbed copy of Kriplunk on cassette when I was like five years old.
2: Dude, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. That's actually really sick. Um It was really cool. It's really fucking cool. I had that jam box I told you about where it was like two tapes and one C D.
1: Yeah.
2: And we used to dub tapes tape-to-tape, CD-to-tape, make mixes, and then... Oh, Steady did that! And when when CD burners came out, like, like when they were practical to have in your house, like, not super expensive, and they came in the computer, Mm -hmm. I went fucking crazy because, like, I was able to... Like, me and my cousin used to burn each other's CDs, and we'd trade and all that kind of stuff every week, and, like, my friends in the neighborhood. Because when you're a kid, it's like you can only have so much... Like, people don't realize, like, how convenient Spotify is.
1: It's still, like, I mean, I've had a Spotify Premium account for, what, like, eight years now yeah, or some same, shit? Yeah, me too. And I still, I look at it, I'm like, motherfucker, I'm the most spoiled son of a bitch. It's, it's incredible. Because I used to have to carry around a fucking whole-ass backpack-sized book of, like, a thousand and, CDs and, all the time. And not just... That was a nightmare. Not just
2: that. I did, too. But, like, not just that, but the thing is, everything you want... Like, I mean, there's some stuff that's not on there, but very, very little, you know... Very popular little. Popular releases, but... It's like you don't... When you had to get CDs or physical music, you could not have everything. It's like you had to have money or resources. And downloading stuff from the internet, it took a fucking bajillion years to download on like Kazaa and like Lime... But even
1: before LimeWire. Mm -hmm. Like, you remember the OG Napster from like 2000? Yeah, but like that, again, that was like... What are you doing with your hands? Me?
0: I don't know. Cracking my wrist. Yeah.
1: Oh, it looked like you were like bird out. It was tight. Dove, dove comes out of nowhere. Um, shout out, shout out the birds.
2: Shout out birds. I think like people don't. People, here's the other thing: people don't realize. So you guys remember how long songs used to take to download just for one song? But then also, we, yeah, like a week. Yeah, and we had dial-up internet. So if you get kicked off the internet, the whole thing's fucked.
1: Mm-hmm. So son of a, that's the worst shit. So of I a had time.
2: a CD burner with dial-up internet. Like I was. Not giving a fuck about the internet, I was like, yo, like, I have to have this CD.
1: Oh, yeah. And I remember after a while, like, I would use, like, LimeWire and shit, and I would download individual tracks, and, like, I would, like, look up the track listing and try to download the whole thing and burn it in order. But then, uh, after a while, I would start torrenting shit, so you could just download whole albums at oh, a time.
2: Oh, That made life so much easier.
1: Do you remember when you first discovered torrenting, and you're like, wow, like, oh, like oh the my Pirate God! Bay? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I. God damn it, the bed, the best shit. Can you like, is that a thing anymore?
2: They keep having to like move. I tried downloading some software, but then I was like, going I fuck my computer up, so I just stopped. But it's up.
1: I remember, like in high school, like my bedroom computer had like thousands of dollars worth of uh, software we'll,
2: on it. Yeah,
0: well, we'll put it, how much, a, we'll put it. you like ahead this. Ahead. Um, because, you know. Official outlets or whatever—you're not supposed to really like endorse that. But uh, if you look for it, you'll find it. Oh, sure.
2: Well, all I'm saying—yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's right. You know, buy, buy music and everything. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, when you're not even a teenager, when you're, you know, in grade school, and you're discovering that you like your own music, not what your parents play, not what they—not always what they play on TV. And, you know, because I was I was listening to, like, pop punk at a pretty young age. For sure. And I don't mean, like, that in, like, a, you know, oh, I was so cool or anything. It's just, like, even though Blink and Newfoundland were on MTV and stuff, it, it was, like, you don't usually go to an eight- or nine-year-old kid and expect them to be into that. Exactly. You know? But I was into the popular, you know, In Sync and stuff, too, and, and I still am, honestly. But... I just think like
1: absolutely, but I
2: just you know new kids on the block for life. But yo, but uh, I just think like uh, (laughs) it's one of those weird things where people don't realize how instrumental like technology has become for to let you have everything you just couldn't have it back then.
1: That's super true. Like
2: you know I was into all these bands, but like I didn't, I couldn't just be like oh I like Blink, I'm gonna go to their related artists. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah, that was never a thing before. So,
2: I don't know. I'm just ranting because I'm not trying to be the old man who's like, "Oh, kids don't appreciate it." I just think sometimes even I have to think about it. Like go, damn, that was crazy. How, like you said, like everything's at the disposal of your fingers, and when it doesn't load right away, we get all pissed off. Me in the car today. I
1: remember, like,
2: yeah, exactly. Basically, what, um, what happened in the
0: car today? The post office is like a dead zone for me, and I'm always like, I'm always sitting in the parking lot. And I want to put a song on while Mills runs in and drops off his package. It's become like a summer ritual for me to just listen to to shit in the post office parking lot. I don't know why. Um, that's, yeah, it's on. No, that's uh, kind of no, cool. And I couldn't today. Um, and I was just getting really frustrated because Spotify wasn't working. So I had to oh I had to open a different app to stuff I actually downloaded on my phone. You know, huge inconvenience. Um, it... It's really uh, just something, another point to add. Um, it's this weird thing now where like no one's casually buying physical music, but it's a lot more sustainable now because of collecting. And that's almost it's almost like it's a it's almost like this own niche thing now. And like CDs are becoming like grouped in like v- people buying vinyl now is more common than buying CDs,
1: which is kind of weird to think about. It's been that way for quite a while. Like, people have been buying records for a good amount of time now. I got, uh... It's cool. No. Is someone uh, vacuuming? The pipes in the
0: wall. Um, okay.
1: The pipes in your wall sound like race cars. It's fucking tight.
0: It sounds like, uh, like, the world's ending out of my window. Anyhow, um... I
1: started getting... The world is ending, uh, so it's
0: okay. Like, six years ago. Uh, first record, Mill got me... Counterpart stuff off Victory Records, Sky Point Victory Records. Um, and then I, you know, just never stopped. But uh, I just, the point being is like, if you go on like music groups, all the people are getting vinyl and sometimes cassettes, um, but mainly vinyl, not CDs.
2: Um, sure. I want to throw something out there. It's funny, the lineage of, like, if you think of vehicles that you've owned or your parents have owned, you grew up in, like, they, they change with the times for music, and my mom is um, all into Jeeps. She always gets, like, Grand Cherokees whenever she gets a new car, and um, I remember in 96... It's very Costco. Yeah, you know, but my mom's, uh, the 96 and 98 ones, I think they both had CD and tape, Remember in 2000, she got to like do a little bit of... like She got a 2001 uh, one that she she goes, you know what, to cut down on the cost, she goes, just leave, just have a cassette. I don't need a CD player. This was in 2000, okay? So then she has that for four years. We can't ever play a CD in her car.
1: So did you make, like, mixtapes to play in the car? I
2: just had my fucking I used to do that. In. So then in 04, she gets the um, Just CD. They started doing that. And then that was, like, my first car was that 04 Grand Cherokee after, like, when I started driving. And then everyone's doing, like, iPod to either aux cable or uh, cassette, the cassette converter. And I have no auxiliary output and no cassette, so I had to only have CDs for the first, like, however many years that I drove. I could only listen to CDs in the car. So I still bought them and still made mixes. Sure. And then now her Jeep is like a spaceship and there's no there's only aux and like satellite radio.
1: Satellite radio is like Does anyone really have it? I do. Is it free?
2: Um it's really cheap. Like we get a deal, we both get it. It's like super cheap. I like it because I can listen to like sports. And I can listen to the '90s like alternative that Matt Pinfield DJ's on a lot.
1: Shout out Matt yeah. Pinfield, so, like, bald as fucking short, and like the '90s like rock god. Yeah,
2: Matt Pinfield is so sick. And like, uh, so sometimes when I'm like on those stations, like it's crystal clear compared to like AM or FM. And like I've called in and been on the baseball ones and stuff, like when they do talk That's shows. tight. So like I'm in, I'm nerdy like that, but um, it's more or less just like. A nice thing to have, but it's not like if it was like expensive, I wouldn't give a fuck about it.
1: You want to know something super fucking cool? Hmm. We're like about forty minutes deep, haven't really like gone off the rails yet.
2: Just because this is the only type of shit we actually talk about.
1: Yeah, that's true. What? Damn. So like, yeah, if people who like have listened to this before might like listen to this episode and expect us to be like idiots and be like oh b- what kind of dumb shit are they're talking about like sorry we didn't yeah yeah well you know, i mean it's it's not over we might yeah, still we'll probably
2: there'll be a bump in the road at some point but we're not going to plan on it because it's funnier when it just happens um very true something i'll say about vinyl maybe you guys can tell me your thoughts though it is kind of um like i was talking about earlier how it's kind of an experience
0: yeah so i like is.
2: To crank it Get a drink, you know, kind of relax or whatever. And it's definitely not something you put on while you're like sweeping or doing dishes or something in the house. You know what I mean? Or background music. Sure. Even if if you're partying or whatever, it's really kind of. I mean, I listen to it with Steve or with friends or whatever sometimes, but like, it's more of an individual. Like you have your own experience with it. It's not background music. Like sometimes your iPod is at the gym or whatever. Like that becomes
0: the
1: like the focal. No, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listening to a record is something you do when you're alone in, like, a ritualistic manner, almost, like, like, yeah, you sit down, you have something to drink, you kind of zone out, you actually, like, you put the whole thing on, you move the tone on, you drop a needle, like, listen to a fucking record, like, that's a, it's like a special thing that you do, like, alone.
2: And I think, like, I used to harp on people for something, and I kind of, I've grown out of it, I don't care anymore, but. I used to think it was whack when people would buy vinyl and, like, not have a record player just to hang on their wall.
1: I I get it, and I don't. Because, like, if you're a huge fan of a specific band and you just want to collect shit, like, that's tight. And having that giant, like... 12 inch artwork to have in your hand. It's a cool. It's a cool thing to hold and look like, at I'm like, "Oh, wow, this is
2: tight." Don't get me wrong. I'll probably frame up. I have a, like I have some signed stuff and some rare stuff, but I just mean like I list, like I always thought not I wasn't trying to be a jackass and be like, "Yo, like fuck you," but it was more or less like you're missing out on something. Sure. And I used to kind of think, "Don't get me wrong, like if you buy if you're like, hey, this is my favorite band, then I have, I listen to it too, but I have copies for my wall. Like, yeah, okay, I get that. But I just think it's weird because I've met a bunch of people who would spend a lot of money on vinyl to decorate their wall, and I'm like, yo, like, that some ain't it for or me. Some
0: people who uh, have, like, they're just, like, you know, vinyl heads, they'll break the bank on certain records and just, like, won't play them. They won't play them. Oh, for, like, sure. Just but to cl- keep them in pristine condition, which I kind of get that, but, like... You guys, I mean, I I basically talk about every episode. You guys know how crazy I am about counterparts. Like, I have a vinyl variant collection. I'm trying to get them all. Um, Are uh, you close? I have have a couple complete, the older stuff, like the Victory Records stuff. They just did weird quantities, and now that they're a bigger band, it's just, like, more money.
1: No, So we're on, like, a three-way FaceTime right now, and when I look at Steve's screen, he's wearing a counterpart shirt, and right over his shoulder is a counterpart's flag. He's not kidding like he yeah, is fucking um, he's about counterparts I, I honestly and then right behind Mel is a bunch of blank noticed. and hysteria <laughs> i didn't <laughs> notice that my like, favorite i band. have
0: the flags in there i feel like a total like dweeb now but uh
1: everyone has that that yeah, fucking and, one and band and it's okay and yours happens to be a really yeah, really really, really good band
2: and mine's it's a really really <laughs> bad band <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true, because, like, by definition, Blake actually yeah, kind of sucks. The point I was <laughs> trying cool. to make,
2: though, is, like,
0: you know, I have so many damn copies of the same record, but, like, I still play them at least once. You know, I think, I believe records are meant to be played, and uh, not saying that, like, they're going to sound any different. It's really just dependent on, like, the pressing, which... I think it can sound more compressed if, if it's like a crazy if there's like a bunch of color in it whereas standard black will like there won't be as much noise that's that happens on occasion um but uh the only time i've like because you know everyone's like oh it sounds better on vinyl i think it just sounds different not better or worse depending on if it was mastered for it uh the only time where i've had the experience where i'm like that sure. sounds like incredible because the best sounding record I own is Loathe, and uh, I realize it's be.
1: That's Loathe you talk about rules. An experience,
0: dog. The first time I put that on, it's it just like on vinyl. The synth intro in the beginning, I'm like, I'm leaving Earth now. This is tight, but uh, it they broke it up into to a double LP, so it's just less compressed, and that's why it sounds so good.
1: There was uh in 2000, I want to say. 12 maybe 12 or 13 flying lotus put out uh until the quiet comes which is probably my favorite flying lotus record and i didn't listen to the album at all until i like i the day it came out i went to work i got off work i went to the reckless and wicker park and bought bought like it's like a gatefold double lp took it home and then like i got super high and put on biggest fuck headphones and listened to that that was the first yeah. time i heard that album that it was like special. I keep as
0: telling myself fuck. that I'm gonna like try to wait to experience like an album I'm looking forward to for the first time on vinyl. Because it's like people it's like, hard. Oh, I'm like I'm avoiding the singles. I'm waiting till either the whole record's out or until I have it. And I'm like, nah, like once it's on like once it's like leaked. I'm like, well, I need to hear
1: it. Like. If a record I'm really looking forward to is coming out, like, I'm on Spotify between, like, 10 and midnight. I like, mean, constantly tonight, refreshing for example,
0: well, come 11, 1101. Miss Sigs.
1: Yo! That, they put out there. that video, I think, so today. Dude, Jesus
2: though, heard, Christ! I, was, I told you that record in the context of the album. It's hard for them to pick singles, but the bad. record's gonna...
1: We're also seeing Miss Sigs in, like, less than Hopefully. a year.
2: We're supposed to see them already uh, in May or We're supposed to see April, them in, no, in November, but that's end. probably
0: not going to happen because of End and Mystics having Canadian members and the borders
1: being open. But uh, uh, but by uh, by May of next year, maybe it'll be okay and we'll go see Missing's so. in um, Tennessee. But,
0: um, or Alabama. The, Same I thing. I bad and listen to the record early, and it's, in my opinion, it's their best record that's not of malice. I think, I think it's That's better a than bold I think it's better statement. than Controller, and I think it's better than Absent Light.
1: My favorite Missing's record, is honestly, honestly is mirrors.
0: Like, they're all really good. I just think this one, like... I don't know, because I don't think, like, as much as, uh, as... As big as the deal that is that Jesse's back on it, his tonality on this one is pretty similar to Carl's. So I don't think the vocals make or break it, per se, but just the songs are phenomenal like if
1: you're like if you're able to listen to it tonight please do um. I wanted something like because like we're done I'm going to like edit this put it together send it out and then, like I was looking for something to like sit down and put headphones on to listen to because I mean a- Ashley's out of town for like a week so I'm just like chilling at the crib solo for like tonight and probably for a couple more days so I wanted a record to put on just to like chill and listen so to good. so I'm probably
2: gonna listen to the New Mystics. Um, something I wanted to ask you guys just kind of going off that, so like we've all gone to uh, I don't know like a billion shows combined live live shows, roughly Between,
1: combined you have roughly one billion like
2: playing and watching artists, bands, whatever sure. festivals and club shows. So we've definitely all three of us have seen multiple bands do like full album sets. Oh, for sure. Not even without that, even with regular sets, do you guys like find that you consider seeing a live band as a listening experience, like you do listening to music, like on either you know vinyl or in headphones what or mean? whatever?
1: Yes, to an extent, but it depends on, like, who it is. Experience? Like,
2: like uh, you know, like it's kind of like a, set, a regular set list is kind of like a mixtape of one artist. So when you're watching them play, like, do you watch them and, like, just treat it as a performance, like you're watching a band live and they're playing songs, or is it more like you're listening to what they're doing, but it's more, like, in your face because you're there? It's a weird concept, I know, but I just I was thinking about that, like, a lot of times there's bands that I love and I'm kind of, like, I kind of, like, can close my eyes for a minute and just, just kind of, like, it in. take it to sonic, sonically take yeah, it I in. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's times where I'll go on YouTube and, like, listen to, like, a live recorded set over, over playing the album just because, like of variants I do that too it's just something different and like it'll obviously sound different through headphones um I just kind of watch and take it in but obviously you're focusing on how they sound um
2: I'm big on that and people get mad but I bitch about how bands sound all the time so that's why I brought it up like I'm always like not trying it is to hear important everything.
0: because there would be times where you go to see one of your favorite bands that you've been waiting to see for years and not be able to hear shit and it sucks
2: and sometimes that's the sound guy or the venue. Sometimes it's the band. But I just ask because I feel like a lot of people, especially non-musicians, it's not like a a better or worse thing. It's just I feel like a lot of people mostly go watch bands play. They don't like listen to them. Everybody, sure, which is fair. It's it's a it's like a, a, a the, entertainment.
1: Yeah, but like when you go to a show as like a musician nerd or even like especially like a gearhead. Like, there's so many more things that you're going to be paying attention to other than the and band's performance the and the it. songs that they're
2: playing. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't necessarily... Right. I don't necessarily... I'm not a huge dickhead. Like, if somebody's guitar tone isn't to my taste, that's fine. Like, it's their tone. But... Yeah, it's that's super but true. But sound guy, when you're out in the field and the sound guy is like... Has the tough job as it is of making a band sound good outdoors and you all you get is low end and kick and some vocals and you're sitting there going, I can't hear this band... A lot of times, if it's not a band you already like and you're trying to get into them, it doesn't help the band because they're not going to make like still make some fans by being wild on stage, but you got to be able to hear them.
0: I still think you have to develop an ear for it because yeah. my the first shows that I went to, I'm just like this is live music, you know what I mean? And when it goes to compare yeah. the show I was complaining about was uh I've had a couple bad experiences at Metro, um like I went. I went and Metro saw Citizen, like and I got absolutely no guitar. And I know that wasn't their fault. So it's either
2: the sound or or the venue. It's that room is w- mm-hmm. fucking wonky. And I feel like some of the sound guys, because they're touring sound guys, they might not know how to was, do sound. That was in the, the Metro. first
0: time where I was like legitimately upset because I'm like, I can't hear the guitar like at all. And these are like some of my favorite guitar parts and songs.
1: And Citizen is such a a guitar. Like every band's a guitar, every band, but like Citizen is such like guitar centric. You need need it, and
0: like specific. I was like, "God, are they like? Is it something? Is there like a gear malfunction? Are they not plugged in?" Because I'm watching the guy play it, and I'm just not hearing it.
2: You know what I mean? And I have I I have this debate with people too because I'll hear people say, like they went to the same show as me. And I've had this with tons of times and they'll say all oh, that band sucked or they were they're were really bad. And I if I have a, a conflicting opinion, I'll just ask them like, oh like what did you what did you hear? Where were you sitting? Because I remember one time I saw blink.
1: Yep. Your placement in the room makes a difference.
2: Yeah, well, I, I saw Blink uh, with Skiba in 2016 on California. Mm-hmm. And I was right up I went to that tour. they sounded incredible. I thought they sounded incredible too. Um, I was right up on the barricade though. And because they go Kemper into the PA, there was a lot of times where I didn't have enough volume for the guitar. And, sure. And, you know, okay, I, I'll complain about how he plays some of the riffs. I'm one of the few people who's actually going to notice him playing a Tom riff a little differently. That's fine.
1: I've noticed that, like, when when I went to that tour the first time, I saw Blink without Tom DeLonge. Like, Dysentery riffs Gary and stuff. And I'm, like, I... I was that guy like I stood there like I crossed my arms and I was like you son of a bitch yeah yeah but like this riff is fucking easy but I
2: get that I get that most people would never even notice that because they don't play oh
1: yeah for fucking but, sure you could be you could be like a normal person and go to a, go see Blank without time to long and not even fucking know that that's a different but, guy but,
2: yeah right but I know that's the kind of ongoing joke but I I honestly I get that like where I was it's a sacrifice for like the PA versus like being up front But then when I saw them at Riot Fest uh, do Enema, I was, like, next... I I wasn't, like, all the way back. I was kind of... The only time I've I've seen Blink not up front, I was next to the sound guy. And they sounded really good. There was the only band on that stage that sounded good all day, probably because Blink's sound guy is probably, like, the most expensive sound guy in the world. But the thing with the Kemper, again, the guitar level was fine, but the cleans were way louder than the, like, distorted tones.
1: Every time he plays any clean riff, he, like drowns it in chorus. Yeah,
2: there was a ton of chorus and, and that's annoying, but like I just mean the volume was weird compared to the that's always, that's never supposed oh, to be sure. louder than your distorted tones. So that's like stuff I noticed, but like it was funny because somebody went to that I saw two people I know right after that show like a week after, and they were just like, oh they sounded so bad and I'm like, well what do you mean? And then I was like what were you guys saying? Well we were both in the lawn. And I'm like yeah, no shit it sounds bad in the lawn people pay 20 bucks to go get fucked up in the lawn and, and fornicate. Not where you go to hear the band. <laughs> I mean, I've been in the lawn. Like, I, I went to, I was in the lawn for Deftones and Incubus, and they were both like, they, I mean, those are two of the best sounding live bands you'll ever see. True, but I could tell that if I was closer, I'd have a better sonic. Like, you know, it was kind of like I was getting the back end of it. If that makes sense.
1: I saw Deftones at Ozfest in like 2002 or some shit. Oh, that's awesome. Is that, that's what it's mean, it fucking
0: titled.
1: Uh, <laughs> tour cycle? Uh, I think so. It was, I think, 2002 Ozfest. It was the first oh time I had ever heard Glass Job.
2: No. Oh. Yeah, that's when Glass There's a video of them playing at that at Tinley, like one of those parking lot stages, like a Warp Tour style stage.
1: Oh, it, it was just like. Ozfest back then was just like It was going to Warped Tour But it was metal All metal Glassjaw And, and Glassjaw I, I, uh, I have Worship and Tribute uh, on, Andrew WK I have
2: Worship and Tribute on vinyl That's tight um, No but I just want to say real quick That was the end of my rant I'm not trying to be a dick But I think that uh, It does kind of bother me sometimes That bands put so much into playing live And people go to either watch them Or they only care about the lyrics because you have to work really hard as a unit to get everything where it needs to be.
1: People often, like, not non-musicians, I guess, what do you call that? Just right regular people? Music listeners? Um, Yeah. Normies. Fuck them. Normies.
2: Uh, yeah, didn't we talk about, like... When that?
1: normies go to shows, they don't realize that a band is, like, three to six or seven, or, if you're Slipknot's <laughs> case, 32 people. Like... Trying to work together to make this one cohesive sonic experience. Where it all has to fit
2: in the mix and
1: and like just mixing something where everything is there and works with each it, other. It's fucking hard as fuck,
2: dude. Speaking of normies, here's where I'm gonna go off on something for our listeners. Bad. The most ass backwards back to back times I saw a band. So I, I've seen Smashing Pumpkins three times. Okay. They're one of my all-time favorite bands, probably the best live band I've ever seen, to be completely honest. And the first time, me and Steve went to Northerly Island in 2015, and they played with Manson. Fucking sick! So everyone there was, like, a total goth, like, every the whole get-up, right? It was yeah. like a real freak show. It was awesome. I mean, I was, like, in a T-shirt and jeans and a baseball cap, but, like, you could tell that I still wasn't, like, normie dressed. I was just, like, a punk rock guy or
1: whatever that they would call me. But, like, you know, they had, like... But I feel like full-ass Manson and are going to be like, Hey, you fucking normie. Well, no,
2: they were cool, though. Like, everyone was kind of... Like, you could kind of tell who was there for who, but, like, everyone was kind of just respectful. Um, But then the next time I saw... The second time I saw Smashing Pumpkins was 20... I think uh, 18 at the United Center... When they did that with AFI? No, that was the next that was the third time. The United Center show they had some opener play a couple songs and then they played for three hours on their anniversary tour. And because it was like billed as this nineties anniversary tour with James Eha and Jimmy Chamberlain, it was like a bunch of fucking idiots from the Chicago suburbs in sandals and like V neck T shirts spending way too much at the bar, like total nor like the most normal, like just white people.
1: It's like going to an OAR show. Yeah, it was.
2: It was like, it was like seeing Jason Mraz being at a high school graduation open house. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, just
2: terrible. Everyone's uncles like just waiting to get to the fucking you know the, the buffet, and I'm sitting there like, who are you fuckers? And none of them knew anything besides the hits. But I was just like, I was kind of. There was diehards there too. It was like a mix, but it was just like. That was the most ass-backwards thing, because the first time I saw him, everyone had, like, fucking eyeliner on, and, like...
0: in, in before that guy know, was on cool. YouTube who was like, This crowd sucks. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Come to, come, <laughs> fall, fall, yeah. Come to Brazil. Um, man, if I was at this show,
0: I'd be... You know... I, I hate those. Doing yeah, cartwheels like in the pit? Be, your ass would be dead. Like, out. did you ever watch the,
1: uh... It's, there's a video of Glassjaw playing some huge festival and it's like early in the day, there's like 30 people at the stage and everyone's just chilling. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Uh, I might, I'm sure I probably watched it.
1: I'll pull it up and I'll send it to you, but you watch it and like it's from like two or three years ago and it's the most depressing shit. you've. It's like more depressing than watching like fucking Simon Birch. <laughs> which is the most depressing movie of all fucking time. I mean, I don't know.
2: It's weird. Crowds are different. Like, it's very, um, everything I've seen online and uh, what I've heard people talk about is, like, Europe and all that shit. They go nuts for everything. And over here... Oh, yeah. And over here, bands tour so much, people just kind of take it for granted. And they're like, "Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm here to post my Instagram picture and fucking buy a $17 beer.
1: I remember Riot Fest 2013? Uh... Bad Religion played on Friday, so, like, the first day. And they played at, like, 6. So they played, pr- so sick. like, on the Fridays, start a little bit later. Yeah. Because it's a Friday. So they were one of the, the first bands to play. And I remember, like, being fucking psyched. I'm like, oh, shit, Bad Religion. Like, this is going to be, I want to get fucking close as fuck. But also, I uh, I hate being close as fucking shows because it sucks and getting beat up and shit. And I'm decently close. And they are, like, five songs into their set. And the whole set is, like... 40-year-old dudes wearing, like... Like, the
2: vest patched out fl- and stuff?
1: It was mostly, like, punk rock dads wearing, like, flannels who just, like, standing, just nodding their head. And I'm like, this is a, the fucking dream. There
2: was, like, guys who, like, uh... They somehow still have airwalk shoes.
1: Like, clean as fuck? Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, navy, navy yeah. blue or tan
1: only. Dude, That's so, um... Shout out early, like, Blink's (laughs) cabs with the airwalk stickers. Yeah, dude,
2: the airwalk on the (laughs) cabs, on the road cases. But, yeah, it's just, like, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, like, I feel like the whole show is its own experience. Again, we're talking about the crowd. like That's part of it, too, being there with other people. Um, It kind of sets the tone. Sometimes the crowd makes it kind of, unfortunately, ruins it for you. I mean, when you're... Absolutely. The performers,
0: I think they... Beat off of each other a lot. Um, we're, we're, uh,
2: yes, like when Stolo had that big fight, and I basically threw my the I was, I was and a, and a huge ground.
0: bitch the rest of the set, and I still feel bad about it. Um, no, you, you were Not able bad. to, to... <laughs> no, that, that was all it, my it, fault, though. It's whatever. Uh, you weren't the only, uh, perpetrator, though. Um,
1: no, it was just Jack was being a drunk jackass and he was making me mad, so I pushed him and then he hit some, well, okay. landed in there's, some other guy. That guy like tried to times fight him. Where
0: he's almost knocked me on my ass like mid set. But uh, shout out Jack. Um,
1: Who? Oh, for real? Uh, yeah, I no, actually know no, no, I'm saying. It's, yeah, he he's a great bass player and he's a really talented no, guy and he's fun. one of my it's favorite not, people in the world because he's such a sweetheart. It, no, it's fun. But shout he can be Jack, a drunk but, jackass. Uh, we <laughs> only
0: have a couple minutes left if we're going for the one hour mark. We we
1: All it's right. only 30 well, uh, we got some time. We got plenty thing. of time. <laughs> um actually we made it this far. You wanna you wanna chill for a minute and pee and regroup real quick yeah, and then so come cool. back and do like another 15. Okay like fifteen. Like some shit stop Word, No, we're i mean to uh edit this. Anyway, like fifteen minutes got cut off the show. Thanks for listening anyway. We'll see y'all next week,
2: Bye. bye.